Welcome back to another episode of Culture Madness. Here again with your Alfie here, with your man's beds and Jay. How we doing, boys? How we doing this morning? Doing everybody. Yeah, not too bad, man. Got up early today, went for a run. I'm just excited to jump into this pod. That's it, man. That's it. It's raining out here, so you know, we're just getting started. <laughs> Nothing going on down here. It's all rain, but it's conversation. Is it at least sunny? Nah, it's not. It's not sunny at all. It's Sydney pissing down rain all week, man. Pissing yeah. down rain all week, man. We're getting that Melbourne weather this week. Mm, at least you've got sunlight. You know, it's like eight AM here. Mm. There's no sunlight outside. I'm having to use this light. It's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, boys, let's get in. Let's get into this topic today. We're talking about um the toxicity of social media today. I know yeah. we've all got um varying opinions of how we how we feel about social media and how we interact in social media but yeah let's, we're, we're going to get into it today and talk about what how we feel about these things and how that impacts our mental health specifically these these gener- our generations and the subsequent generations that are coming along and how how that's just going to change life and how we have to adapt to this way of living and how we can mitigate the psychological risk and all sorts of things but we'll we'll get into it but first of all, I just want to just want to talk about how, what do you guys what do you guys think about social media? How do you use your personal social media right now? Are you on Insta? Are you on the gram? Are you on TikTok? What are you guys on? We'll start with you, Jay. Um, for me, right now, I'm on nothing, nothing. Um, I've been off IG for over six months, oh. off Snapchat. Um, the only thing that I have is LinkedIn. And that's for work purposes and networking and all that. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if YouTube is technically, you know, a social media platform, but I I watch a lot of videos on YouTube. Mm. Um, TikTok, I'm really thinking about getting into TikTok just to have a page where I talk about all things African history, music. That's what I'm passionate about. Mm. Um, But right now, I'm at a stage in life where I'm like, with everything that I do, I need to be strategic. If I'm on Instagram, then because I plan to get back on IG, but when I do get back within the next couple of months, I'm strictly on as an artist, as a creative, as a filmmaker. So I'm there to showcase the work that I'm doing, um, maybe some things that I've been working on, and just essentially and strictly promote myself. That's it. Um, so the strategy for me is just to use social media instead of allowing social media to use me. Um, yeah, because yeah, like you got to be strategic with it. In the past, I've wasted countless hours yeah. just scrolling. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? You know? And one day I just had a wake-up call. I'm like, listen, I'm more invested in this mm-hmm. than I am in my real life. So I need to take a break. Need to need to declutter my mind and just refocus. Um, so to answer your question, I'm on nothing at the moment, but um, in the coming months, I plan to get back on IG, um, IG, Facebook, YouTube. As John Marshall, the filmmaker, those three, mm. the filmmaker and the artist, um, and then TikTok. I might jump on that just to express myself, you know, um, talk about African history and African music, as I mentioned. So, yeah. 
That's awesome. How about, how about you, Vic? Uh, at the moment, I've taken a break from... I've taken a break from social media, actually. All platforms. Amen. Another one. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the way to go, my brother. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's kind of similar. Like, I've noticed it does take a lot of your time. Like, you don't really notice um, how much time you've, you've been spending on it. You can mm-hmm. be scrolling and you find out that it's taking a lot of your time. And I have that... Um, it's this app on my phone that tells me how much hours is spent mm. like on my phone and what app and so and so. So mm. it's just like and to actually see how much hours you've spent like disgusting. In, in a day. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Oh, the, the new um, Apple update. With yeah. The screen, screen breakdown. Yeah. It tells you exactly how many of your screen time. Yeah. 24 hours. How much, how much, um, how much time you've spent mm. in the, in, within 24 hours and it just put me off because you you know you sometimes it's like you don't think how how much time you spend on it instead of your own life if you know what I mean there's like things that you need to get done and for me personally it took a lot of my time so I had to take a break away but when I get back is you know it is strictly just to promote myself like it's it's a good um, the way I see it is uh, I I don't want to spend time there just doing nothing you know what i mean producing mm. nothing just wasting my time and attention mm. on social media it's like for me personally i just had to take a break i, I had an epiphany bro i was like chap and it was weird it was this weird moment that i had you know um okay when uh, you guys speak to yourselves in your mind do you speak to yourself in english or in other languages and this is this really highlights how, really highlights the impacts of colonization because a lot of people, including myself, when I speak to myself in my mind, I speak to myself in English. Mm. So colonization has even tapped into your internal world. Nice. <laughs> but um, when I had this epiphany, yeah, my mind, well, I spoke to myself in, um, in Nuer. Mm. I spoke to myself in Nuer and I spoke to myself in Denka. And my conscience was telling me this. Gad Mashar. Scared you, man. Essentially, my conscience was like, hey, listen, you didn't uh, leave Sudan, uh, travel through the desert, go through Aswan, live in a refugee camp in Egypt, mm. uh, fight Egyptians, uh, you know, dodge organ harvesters in the streets of Egypt come to Australia, get thrown into Auburn, fight with Lebanese, have to learn English. Yeah. All these struggles. Yeah. Please tell me all those struggles and all those sacrifices. And this is what you're doing with your life? Scrolling through this thing at one <laughs> in the morning? Dog. Yeah. Bro, that's what I had a wake-up call, bro. <laughs> man. That's, yeah. That's, a, that's an enlightenment, man. But I like, I like the way you guys, um, especially you, Beds, when you said I'm not, you find yourself wasting your your time and attention and that's literally the currency of social media Amen. wasting your time and attention um so i like the way you guys um you guys are using social media particularly what you mentioned jay about using mm-hmm. it more intentionally so going yes. back there it's it's to you being mindful of what you, what you're doing and how you're using it and it's for intent literally just to promote mm-hmm. yourself and I, I was I've been I've been in a, in a long hiatus in, uh, from social media as well. I actually recently just got back on the gram, um, 
but like you guys as well, it's for it's for a purpose. So it won't be it won't be to be there in a, in a mindless way. I've actually just deactivated just to get my head straight first as well. But yeah, I think we're all on the same page with that. But just before we move on, I just want to talk about um what because the way we're framing it here is feel, it feels like it seems like it's all bad. It seems like it's all bad. But obviously, there's that element of it where if you're using it with intent, like what we what we're about to start doing, mm. you can get something out of it as well, and it can be profitable and useful in your life so long as you use it mindfully. Most definitely, yeah. 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 So, what do you guys think are the main negative impacts of social media that should be the major concern? Because clearly, it's a it's a big concern, right? It's such a new thing for humanity. We're trying to navigate this whole thing, particularly for younger generations, and how that how that messes up the mental health what, what are your thoughts on that go again with you um jay uh so for me i think there are so many negatives there's positives but I, at times i feel like the bad outweighs the good and my biggest concern is because i have like um younger uh siblings and most of them are teens now so with teenagers i think when they're online, they're always comparing themselves and they um, equate likes to how much people actually like them in real life, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, comparison, that's definitely the first negative um, thing. So people compare and they have very unrealistic expectations of themselves. Mm-hmm. For example, um, some people might hop online and compare themselves to a celebrity and say, listen, you know, J-Lo is um, 50 and she has body goals and she's super fit. Or a younger person might look at Bieber and say, oh, listen, look at the way his body is and why isn't my body like that? Mm. But they never really take the moment to think to themselves, hang on, this person is a celebrity. They're a millionaire. And they're out here posting photos saying, listen, look at all the hard work that I've done. You know, but behind them is a whole team. These celebrities and influencers have nutritionists mm. that uh, not, only, not only meal prep for them, but they also give them a breakdown of everything. So they don't need to measure, you know, the calorie intake or anything of that nature. That work is already done for them by a nutritionist, right? Who looks at your body type, your age, and all of that science. They have um, personal trainers, world-class personal trainers. Mm. They've got everything at at their disposal, right? And here you are. And everyday Joe, grinding, Some trying to do a million things, yeah. right? You're trying to be the person who measures the calorie intake, who does the meal prepping, who researches the science behind it. So that sort of comparison is unfair. And I don't like when people do that. They compare themselves to people that are somewhere else in life. Um, and I have another friend who's really into fashion. It's like, man, I'm trying to get a new wardrobe. These influencers, man, or this person on this page. He's got clothes for days. Why don't I have clothes? No. This guy's getting sponsored by big brands and they give him free clothes. Yeah. Look, look, look at what's happening behind the scenes. 
So, and uh, unrealistic expectations and comparisons, that's one. And number two, I feel like, and I'm guilty of this, people are more invested in um, social media or making connections in social media than making connections in real life. I had friends that I, that I knew online and I would go months without seeing them, to have minimal conversations. And you'd say, oh, I know that person, but in actuality, you don't spend time with that person and you don't know them on a much more deeper and personal level. Um, and it wasn't until I got off social media that I really started to realize that. And now it's like, if I want to have a conversation with somebody, we're meeting in person, we're exchanging that real life energy and really engaging with one another. So people, yeah, so that's the second thing. And sorry, I know this is a bit long-winded, but the third thing is, uh, the third thing I would say is uh, time-wasting. Yeah, time-wasting. People are just wasting time and not doing things in real life. Like, and this is not to put down um, artists of this day and age, but um, I watched a video last week and uh, what's her name? Queen B, this is what she said. She said, uh, today people really don't appreciate, especially artists and creatives, don't appreciate the importance of dis disciplining yourself behind closed doors and releasing a solid body of work. You know, there's a lot of creatives out there. I have friends that are creatives. They're like, oh, you know, I've done this and I've done that. Or here's an image of me. Here's a little snippet of this. And it's like, dude, release an EP. Release a mixtape. Like, mm. release something solid. Do you know what I mean? Nice. And it comes from a place of love. I'm not putting these folks down. So, yeah, people don't really focus on making real life, and real life decisions because they're distracted with social media. Wasting time. Yeah. What about you, Beds? Crazy. Uh, the one that I can think of, right, is... Yeah. It's just that fake image, right? And it's not something you can really, it's not something you can help because um, what, what do you post? You don't post the negative things you're going through. You're not going <laughs> to, you're not going to real. It's a real, yeah. Yeah, you know, you're not going to post that you're depressed or you're not going to post that things are going bad for you in your life, you know? No, yeah. no one's going to do that. So it's like all you see is people having a good time. You see people smiling. You know, you see those that have a nice car, those that have nice houses. It's always good things. So it's like, if you're, for those that are having a rough, like when they're seeing everyone else have fun, it's like, basically you start to think to yourself, what about me? You know? Mm -hmm. So that's like, that's another negative part. It is like, you have, you have this um, idea in your mind and it's like, it's preconceived because it's like, it's a fake, it's a fake, uh, you have an illusion of what mm -hmm. real life really is. And it's like, FOMO, yeah? They've got this FOMO. FOMO, that's it. FOMO, yeah. FOMO. It's bigger than we think, man. That phone. Oh, oh. Yeah. And it just, it just, social media just feeds into that machine. Feeds into that machine. But yeah, go on, Betsy, man. Yeah. And that, that affects the young people the most because it's like they're still trying to figure out who they are. So it's mm. like when they see everyone else kind of um, excelling and everyone else doing well, they think to themselves, like, what about me or who am I? Or so how can I, how can I fit in? I'm not fitting in. I don't have enough friends. I don't have enough likes. You know what I mean? So it's like, Word. and it's like another thing too, is you, um, when, when you get a lot of messages and stuff, it actually does really makes you feel good. Like you have, you get dopamine, right? Yeah. But then yeah. And, 
in the end of the day, when you notice that nothing in real life actually happened, it makes you feel depressed because you feel like you haven't accomplished nothing. Like, it's, you know what I mean? You mismatch. might have gotten likes. Yeah, it's a mismatch. Online, there's all this um, attention and all this um, achievements in terms of likes and engagement. But then in your real life, it's like there's nothing that is concrete and solid in terms of achievements. Yeah. Nothing concrete, nothing tangible. You know, like, that, yeah, that's, that's another illusion, you know, and that, that makes people unhappy. But yeah, like, you're, you're right, man. Like, FOMO. FOMO. When man. you said FOMO, I'm like, yo, hit the nail It's huge. But not, not, not that feeds into another, another chain as well that connects to another chain too, which is it, these, these young, um, especially the younger you are, man, I, like, if you don't have a strong sense of self, it can really, really ruin you. Because all of that that we just spoke about, the comparisons, the FOMO, the, the oh, I want to be like this person who's not even, who's not even, who's out of your life experience completely, has no connection to how you, how you were raised or where you were raised, doesn't, have this, doesn't share the same socioeconomic background as you, doesn't, has no, nothing that you can relate to aside from your age or maybe your shared, your shared skin color. Nothing else is what you look, look at. And you're like, yo, um, I should be like this person. It, it's completely irrational. It's completely irrational, man. Like you're like, I want, I want, a, I want, a, I want a new wardrobe. But you, you need to live within your wage. You get me? Like, bro, I know, I know niggas who go and buy $500 shoes and their smart axes is on $2 afterwards. And they have to eat noodles after, bro. That's the madness that we also they, they, they want to go and post it and show you know they show, show the man in the streets. Hey, I'm wearing I'm wearing um whatever I'm wearing common projects or whatever it is I'm wearing. You get me? They go in they put themselves, especially these um these new what they called these new new wave. No, no, no. The new what's it called? There's payment options now. You got the afterpay, 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 zip pay. Yeah, bro, they be putting people them, especially young bro. I read somewhere that young that Gen Z actually contributed to the most amount of debt in 2020 alone. Wow. This is what we're talking about, bro. They accumulated the most debt. And why you think that? It's, it's pretty layered. Much- it's layered, Alfred. It's definitely layered. Because on because on one level, yes, they're buying these things to you know keep up with the trends and social media, but it's also Hey, this girl won't talk to me if I'm not wearing Air Forces or if I'm like Facts. some girls before they even talk to you, and it's mm. the younger ones. They look at look at your kicks, look at your uh, your drip. You know what I mean? Before they even talk to you at all. Whereas back in the days, it wasn't like that. For you to get a girl's attention, mm. um, you had to have confidence, charisma, or something that would make you stand out. You can you can dress like Simple, didn't even dress like a bum. Yeah, but if you got game and if you've got something to connect with this girl, yeah, easy. Nowadays, you won't even reach that level of starting a conversation unless that initial screening happens. You're curved. <laughs> you're curved from before you approach. <laughs> yeah, before you, appro- before you even say anything, yo, I don't like your kicks, or you know what I mean, or like this guy can't dress. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> 
man. That's true, bro. That's facts. That's so it's layered. It's layered. Oh. It is. It is. Good point. Oh, man. But think about it, too, right? Mm. They, they, but some people be buying outfits and they don't even wear them out too often. They just want to take photos and just post them on post them on, on social media. Gaming mm. outfits that they don't, they ain't gonna wear again. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a hazard going type of thing. Gaming. Are they returning the outfits? Because I because I heard there's some people that like, some, wear some, and return. Some, that's another thing, bro. You gotta know you, you people. We don't know the behind the scenes. People might be returning outfits. Exactly. These influencers might be just buying and then returning. And you, a commoner who's trying to get your life together and make moves, mm. are under the impression that, hey, this person owns this thing. And then you go out of your way to get yourself in debt, buy things that are out of your budget. Yeah. Why? Especially these new designer, um, designer movement. Niggas who can't afford designer. They look at people, look at their boys on social, on social media. But I know guys on social media who who rent designer stuff and, re- and return them after, right? Because they're rental. Post them up on the gram and people get this false impression that they own this stuff, that, they, that they're on that level of, on that tax bracket. I don't even know you could rent. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a big rent movement going on now, man, especially with designer wear. Mm. Suits and all that kind of stuff, like nice um, designer t-shirts. People, people need to understand what goes on. Like you can't just look at, hey, I'm looking at this on social media, and this person, this this is the drip they got on. They they're wearing Balenciaga, they've got Dior, all these shoes and and shirts and jackets. And then you want to go out there and and break your break your bank. Your pockets aren't that deep, my brother. Can't do that, man. Uniqlo, Uniqlo is the way to go. Living in your way, right? Living in your way. Totally affordable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but to get to get to more like um, serious serious topics about this um i was just telling you boys off the off air about about um that documentary the social dilemma yeah and how that yeah yeah you, you boys you boys definitely hit that up um basically talking about the core of what we're discussing which is how social media has shifted the culture more towards a negative way than it is a positive way, despite all the positives that, it's, that it has it has brought. And we were talking about how, and I was telling you guys about how they were referring to the reference, um, the algorithms that they create in order to maintain, maintain us in an echo chamber. So if you're going down a particular rabbit hole on YouTube, you're going to stay in that rabbit hole and think that everybody else they think that you're privy to certain information that everybody else is ignorant to, or you're just being fed more of what you want rather than being exposed to the, to the broader discussion or the, the broader debate, if you want to call it. Mm. Um, and they gave that um, example of Kyrie Irving, who fell into the conspiracy trap of, of the, the, the flat earth theory. And now he just kept getting more and more and more convinced because he kept going more in the rabbit hole. And he actually had to come out and, and take those and backpedal on that because of how, 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 um, how crazy he sounded, right? Mm-hmm. But that, that just goes to show what, like, if you're not mindful of what goes on behind these machines, there are neuroscientists involved, there are data analysts involved, some of the smartest people involved 
to study what turns on and off certain areas of your brain to want to keep your attention in that in that loop to keep you in that in that um state of just watching 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 staying on social media pretty much just creating addiction right and that's mm-hmm. that's essentially what we're talking about like how some people can get very easily addicted to social media some people say hey, i'm not addicted to social media i just go on there out of my own will what do you, what are your boys thoughts on that uh you know what is this is actually related to one of the points that I forgot earlier but it is it's kind of linking to what you're, you're talking about yeah. but um you know regarding this is regarding younger people though or just um guess say kids too you know how kids are also um being introduced to social media and technology in the earlier age now um and what what i knew what i found out is that um their brains are being shaped differently mm. like from how they're using their typing people are typing now instead of um writing mm-hmm. back in the days we used to write used to write everything down and stuff and it would use uh different parts of your brain and now apparently like um that we have um more people typing you know more people are um kind of using technology and stuff and it's just shaping their uh shaping their brains different especially the the kids growing up mm. so um does that have anything can that also um like regarding the algorithms and stuff mm. you reckon that can have a negative impact on the younger people uh i don't know i think it's more of like like with the with the way their brains are shaping differently i don't know if it's a negative thing or i don't know if it's a good or bad thing i think it's just the time and what they're being exposed to if whatever they're being exposed to on social media is what's going to have their what's going to decide whether it's positive or negative right um in terms of the algorithms yeah the algorithms can only do that right but i don't i don't i don't know i with kids it's such a del- it's such a delicate thing it is it's such a um it's yeah it's a parental thing at the end of the day too oh, that's true yeah because but it's it's complicated because like as a parent right you think to yourself i don't want my kids on social media or heavily using um the online space like that mm. right and that's a good thing. Oh, what about and you think to yourself, hey, they go, they're going to miss out and they're going to be the only one in the playground who aren't in tune with what's happening. Mm. Who aren't involved in the conversation or hey, did you see that meme or hey, did you see that thing yeah. like yesterday? Hold on, hold on. Let me counter it one very quickly. Yeah. When if you watch that social dilemma, so these guys that um every single one of them I don't know if it's for, it was it was for just for the record if they actually do it or not but they like you could tell they swear by it they say my kids do not use social media the guy who created the like button said my kids don't use social media the guy who created the infinite scroll said my kids don't use social media they all swore by they said out we don't let our kids use social media when the guy said it bro he was so remorseful that he even created what he created that's how that's how intense it was when you when you watch it you get me 
Mm. So it's a bit of like, okay, these guys who create these, uh, and it's that rumor, I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently um, Steve Jobs never let his kids have an iPhone. For real? Yeah, for real. Wow. Fact check that. But he never let his That's kids deep. have an iPhone. That's so it's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a, like, it's kind of like they know the devil that they create in a way. Yeah, it's, 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 it's absolute evil. Like you wouldn't want it for your child, but you're pushing for other people's children to buy this, and you're making sure that the um, that the marketing is really tailored towards young people who love. Precisely, that's what I mean, man. It smokes. It kind of like it smokes in mirrors, bro. So, well, like I want to, I want to segue to more a like. Do you guys think this is a an a byproduct of like? what we are now byproduct of just how capitalism has evolved, that they have to, because they have to use our attention for ad space to sell it as ad space. Do you think that's just a byproduct of capitalism? If we want, if that were to disappear or if we were to reel back on that, would that create a more, a healthier environment in terms of, in the context of social media and how it's, how it's ruining people and how it's being utilized? It definitely would create a more healthier environment. There's, there's no um, doubt about that, you know? It would. And, yeah, it's definitely a byproduct of capitalism. Um, but you can't always point to the system and say, it's the fault of the system beyond me. I'm just, you know, I'm just a small person part of a much larger system. You, you can't say that. Mm. Um, because as I mentioned earlier, like I, I make a conscious decision yeah. to watch Sky News and other right-wing media. Yeah. Because I want to get the full picture and I don't want the algorithms to determine exactly what it is that I'm going to be watching. Mm. Um, we know you support Black Lives Matter. You've clicked like on this. So we just go into flood you with left-wing content. You know what I mean? So for me, I sort of pull myself out of that and I'm like, you know what? Let me go on YouTube. Let me, let me take control and expose myself to something else. Mm, but you- That's, It's a byproduct of capitalism and you've got all these different um, systems behind the scenes working to feed you, mm. uh, feed you one story and sell you things, but you have you as a person have that responsibility to be like, you know what? I'm going to take time away from social media so I'm not yeah. always tempted to purchase things. I'm that's, that's going what I want to take to a step on, away and watch um, something else. Yeah, that's what I want to hit on, that self-responsibility. Yeah. At what age does a person is a person considered responsible enough to say, I'm going to go and, and actively search out for other news that contradicts my opinions or everything that I've been fed, all my values that I've been that have been instilled in me all my life. At what age you get me? Because most people like it's 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 a fine one. It's a very, very difficult one to say, hey, you are now we don't say, hey, you are now John or Jay, you're now ready to to go out and and enter the enter this new new world of social media that's going to feed you all this stuff, but you're gonna have to sift through all the all the all the BS and now you, you you now have a sophisticated sense of vetting out the BS now, so go ahead. You're ready. You hear me? Yeah, for me, I reckon it should... Um, I don't know if this is um, 
if this is a bit airy fairy and it's not practical, but I think um, I think kids uh, should have their own version of social media. If you're under a certain age, under the age of eighteen or whatever, have because they've got they've got Messenger for kids, yep. right? And my younger siblings are on that, mm. and it's and it's linked to my account, so I can see who they're talking to, oh, you know, who they who they're adding as friends and, and things like that. Yep. But I think we should take that a step further and actually create a Facebook platform, an Instagram platform, mm. separate ones that are tailored um, towards young uh, towards people that are underage, mm. right? And I think the onus should be on the parents to decide at what age their child is mentally and intellectually mature enough mm. to hop onto um, the mainstream um, social media platforms, the official ones. Because just because someone turns 18 doesn't mean exactly. they're mature enough to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for me at the age of 18, I was still a kid up here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we should have separate platforms. Yeah. They've already, they've Parents. Already on that. Yeah. We yeah, have separate platforms. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's actually a very good idea. So do you, do you think it's a, it, that's the, a good long-term solution for what's, what's happening? I reckon, I reckon like separate platforms. And, we, and when you have like Facebook and IG for kids, Mm. No ads, no politically driven content. Mm. Um, just censored, you know what I mean? And people who are all about freedom will will come at me for this. What are you trying to create? Another okay. China, another Korea? <laughs> well, we censor everything, but it's, it's necessary. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, like, like uh, it's a, it is a good idea because it's pretty hard, even as an adult to try to manage your time on social media. Imagine for a kid, you know what I mean? So if they could do some adjustments, like, um, because our our time on social media is also monitored, right? The time time you spent is monitored. Yeah, yeah, on the apps, they tell you, yeah. They invest invest a lot of money to um, find more ways to engage more people and to keep them more engaged with the app. That's that's the that's the aim of the companies. So it's like it's not good for a child, <laughs> especially if you got a like you got algorithms, right? And let's say like the kids, they're, they're still trying to form um, their opinions about things. And if they were to have a certain set algorithm, you know what I mean? Like just cater to them and what they view, um, they won't have a. Um, like a healthy outlook of the life, like a balanced outlook of what life really is. Mm. It was like, for us, it's hard enough, but it will be tough on, on kids. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know I mean? listen, you're not going to get, listen, child, you're not going to get your news from Facebook because it's one dimensional and it's only going to feed you what you want to see and what you want to hear. Mm. Sit down as we did, right? Watch TV, watch SBS. World news that gives you a holistic thing. Here's the facts. There's no, hey, we're a left wing or right wing media. You know what I mean? Like that's how I grew up. I just watched what was on TV, and I kept it kept me updated on what's happening in the world without me really saying, hey, um, without me really developing a strong sense of I belong to the right or I belong to the left. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that. That afforded me the time and the opportunity to develop my own thinking and my own understanding of the world. 
by going out there. But these kids, before they even step out into the world and mature, they're already scrolling like, I hate Trump. Yeah. Or something, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's almost like they're being programmed mm. before they can become a person of their own, before they can even mature. I, I don't know if you, that's a good point. I, I don't know if you guys. And the ads, and the ads as well. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, Bits. And the ads. Uh, go on, go on. Like, I've got um, my cousin, he's talking about, you know, I want these retro Jordans. I'm like, yo, you're 10. What, what do you know about Jordans? Mm. How do you know about all these high end um, big brands, you know? Mm. And it's like, oh, hey, I want this new thing, Kanye or. Whatever rapper collaborated with this big brand name, and I want that Uncle John. How do you even know? I don't even know about that. Mm. You're 10 years old. And they have to put a machine But they're being programmed because they're on social media and the ads are coming in. So you just need an ad free platform that doesn't make these kids materialistic. Um, You need uh, a platform. That is free of all that political nonsense. That's a, that's, that's a bit idealistic, bro. It's I, and I told you it would sound airy fairy and idealistic. <laughs> but look at the state. Look at the state of our world, man. But that goes back to the question: like the purpose of these platforms is the the number one. I'm not saying okay, Alfred. I'm not saying okay. No, before you go, okay, before you go. I'm not saying I'm not going to fund it. I'm not saying I'm a forever it. thing. I'm not saying a forever thing. Okay. I'm saying until they reach a certain age, okay. because, because no, 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 I get that. Me, yeah, get yeah. That. But if you're going to have this separate platform, this, this incurs cost. Mm-hmm. Gonna, if you're going to create an ad free, no, no ad space to sell to, 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 the, to, the, to people who are selling to kids. So what happens now? You're now pulling a demographic out of the usual, usual TikTok, Gram, Facebook. You're yeah, pulling yeah. that demographic out of there. Facebook is already struggling now that um, Apple has introduced the no track, no track on each app. Now you're pulling an extra demographic oh, wow. out of there. What's going on? You're pulling revenue out of there, brother. And which, which raises a very important question. Are we living in a society that, oh, sorry, are we pushing for a society that prioritizes uh, capital and revenue yes, and money over the, um, the, the mental health of these kids? Do you know what I mean? You put the, I don't know, man, call me, call me idealistic or whatever but i prioritize the person yeah you know what i mean like and we shouldn't really be feeding into that as well if these companies lose money it's not it's not the end of the world for them it's, it's definitely not bro i've noticed with uh, corporate companies a lot of them just like of course they have to focus on making money <laughs> it, it sounds so like it sounds um yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that. It, I, 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 you know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I, I disagree. I think, I think it's, it, about it, it's all about money. Yeah, you're defeating the purpose of the platform. If I'm, if I'm creating a platform and the, the purpose of that is, is, is always going to, any business model, there has to be a business model. If yeah. you have the business model, you have no business. You have a, you have, you have a charity case. What did you get me? You're going to have to create another way to, to, to sponsor this. Either there's a new social media being, that's been created in Europe where... Yeah. People pay a monthly subscription so that they can avoid the ad the ads that's that are being offered on there. So it, it's taking it back a bit. It's like YouTube. So you YouTube can do that. Yeah, YouTube has that has um, has both of these business models, which is why they work so well. This particular social media is like a Facebook, but you pay you pay a particular subscription. So to remove the ads, yeah. Yeah, it removes the ads. So you pay your own money. 
Well then, okay. That's a um, that's a uh, a meeting point, like a a uh, what would you say? That's a compromise, right? Yes. The companies can still have um, their revenues and still push their ads, but the parents have the option of saying, you know what, we'll compensate you by purchasing um, this version of the app that allows us not to have ads for the kids. That's fair. But it has to be, it has to be, it has to be um, minimal, the cost. Yes, yes. Nothing crazy or over the top, but I stand by what I said. Like, I didn't really get exposed to social media like that until I was at least about 16, 17. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I look at the younger generation, the kids coming up, and I think to myself, they're not even being afforded that time. Just not, really and, and TikTok, um, China's TikTok has just changed something in, their, in the way that they operate as well because they notice how it's. It's impacting their, um, their their people. So pretty much what they're doing is, after a certain amount, of, out of, after a child has, has spent a certain amount of time on TikTok, yeah, they'll pause it, and they'll ask him to to take a break. Do you need a break? And they won't start it until that time. I believe they won't start until that time is ended, until until the child has taken a break, or after a certain amount of scrolls. Instead of Letting um, letting the algorithm take over and and showing them everything that they've been seeing before, mm. they indoctrinate them with their own stuff. So they instead of because they don't want their kids to be um, influencers and all that kind of aspire to be those type of things, they'll mm. bring um, astrophysicists, scientists, doctors, and put them in front of their faces and indoctrinate them with that level of information because they want their they want their, their children to aspire to be that. They understand how this works. And so they do, they do that very very intentionally, while everybody else in the western in western countries are being shown influencers. It was China that created this app. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So it's 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 an interesting way to go about it. Instead of them removing it entirely, they say, okay, how can we use this to our benefit? You get me? Mm. Bit of a different different way to look at things. Mm. Not to go too off topic, but um, go. I just want to get you guys' opinion on um. Like social life, having a social life this time, and mm. what, um, how social media has kind of impacted having a social life. Yeah, you know, like how people interact with each other and stuff, mm. and how we grew up back in the days. Like how it's so different to how people are growing up now mm. with social media. Like Fred, what do you about you? Uh, it, it's yeah, we got adapts, bro, and it's about it's balance. It's balance. I think at, the, at, the, at a certain age, you get, you can discipline yourself and you can say, um, I'm going to prioritize this and I'm going to prioritize that. And the little, the extra time that I have, I'll use it for social media as a, as a form of leisure. But the other times I do use it, it'll, it'll be for business purposes or it'll be for creative purposes. It will be very, very intentional. Um, but like socializing, yeah, it, it'll have to be, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. Because is it really, is it really, how do, you, how do we see it as socializing? Because if you're not creating any meaningful connections with the people that, sh that you have there, is it really a form of socializing or is it still very shallow, right? So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if I can still consider that a, a, a real way to socialize. It's still social. It, it, yeah. You are socializing, but it's, 
at least for me, it's not as impactful or meaningful as a real life conversation and, and connection would be. Mm. Um, but it is because like there are platforms that you can go on, go on live and you're having discussions and meaningful conversations with people who are a part of your tribe. Yeah. So to speak, like people who think like you do. Yeah. Because you might live in Auburn, for example, and you're around nothing but street cats and you think differently to these, you think differently to these street cats. Mm. Um, and you can't connect with people in your immediate surroundings, but you hop online, you're on Zoom having intellectual discussions with someone who's been in the States. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's fact, actually. That's fact. So that's like, fulfilling in a sense. You yeah, connect with your tribe, people who think like you do. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, so that's good. But for me, um, I need that in-person connection. Yeah. exchange of energy, you know? So Yeah, that's it. I, I guess would say my social life has been much better now that I'm off this socials completely. Oh, really? You feel? You yeah, feel yeah, good. yeah. Because it's like, it's not just typing away. It's, hey, let's meet and actually have a proper discussion. And you, you really get to know the person on a much yeah. better level. I guess, you know I, I mean? guess, yeah. I guess if you start it, it's a good starting point. It's a good starting point to reel people into the yeah. real life. But if it just stays there, it's, nah, it's not. It's worthless. It's worthless. It's worthless. Yeah. Again, it goes back to using social media, mm. not allowing it to use you. Not let it use you. You got to find like-minded people. Yeah. And then reel them into the real life. Reel them into your real life. Yeah. That's it. How about um? Because there's this. Because you have so many people nowadays who. More and more people are starting to like suffer from social anxiety, which is where social media comes comes into the rescue. So they can't anytime they're in somebody's presence or a group of people, they they, they can't they can't seem to be at their at their best, or they, they they get anxiety when they're around people. So when their their best form of in, of their best medium is social media, what about those type of people? Because you, that, that social media caters to them too, right? It does, but ideally, it's meant to be a means to an end. Correct. It's yeah. meant to be a little thing that gives you that courage to talk with people. And then eventually, you're meant to go out into the real world and engage. Mm. But that can't be the end result. The end result, yeah. The end goal. Because it's, not, it's like a band-aid solution. Yeah. You're not really digging into... Right the root causes of why it is that you're having that um, yeah. anxiety, you know? Mm, yeah. That's true. So, yeah, it's, it helps, but it shouldn't be the end thing. It shouldn't be the end goal. That's, that's, that's fair. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Or should we come? Uh, no, just to that, I've, I've, I've just noticed that um, like people have been more lonely, apparently. There's even um, the studies that have been, um, that's been done, like, you know, like, even though we have, um, you might have a lot of social media friends mm. or whatever, but if you're not interacting with real people, mm. um, you still feel like something is missing. So so social creatures, social beings. We are social creatures. We are, COVID you know, we, we like to be around other people. And it's like when you're alone, um, when you're by yourself somewhere, uh, closed off in a room or whatever, it's, it's like gel in another, <laughs> it's like gel in a way. You think about it, when you're isolating yourself, you know, like, um, even though you're on social media talking to a lot of people or whatever, but at the end of the day, if you're just stuck in your room, you're like, you're not going to feel happy because we are social creatures. 
Yeah. Mm. You need that touch as well. Yeah, you need, yeah, you need touch, hugs, kisses. They all do something to your brain. And COVID proved that, man. COVID proved all of that. And it's, it's like, there's a reason. Um, if it wasn't for my missus, I don't know how I, if it wasn't for my missus, I don't know how I would have gone through COVID. Yeah, man. See? And even people who were single, they all, they all found, they all found themselves in entanglements, you know, <laughs> to get by. <laughs> man, COVID changed a lot of things, eh? It's funny, even people like marriages were broken doing like divorce, divorce rates went high. Like that's the thing. Like there's a lot of good things that came from it. A lot of bad. This is like you were, it's time you had to spend time with your partner. You know what I mean? Some people have actually got the time to really spend time with their partners without going to work. You know, spend, imagine spending like hours, you know, mm. with your partner and stuff. And it's like some people couldn't handle it, but for, for others, it's like it brought them together and stuff. Mm. It's just it's interesting, you know. Yeah. I was wondering what's um what's your take on the thing that IG did recently? So they removed the likes, so it it um, wasn't visible. You couldn't actually see on a post the number of likes it had. Yeah. Um, all of that was replaced with names, mm. and you had uh, influencers curious saying, mm-hmm. "Listen." Um, we need the likes uh, as a metric as a metric to negotiate and sell the products that we have or the products of other people. Yeah. And when you remove this, you're essentially crippling my ability to really make money and make moves. And I've been doing this for years. Yeah. And on the other side, you've got mental health advocates saying, "Hey, it's a good thing." You know, like people aren't comparing themselves anymore. Reduce anxiety. Um, so yeah, what's your um, what's your take, boys, with IG removing the likes? Well, um, before that, did they now give the option to do both? Or I haven't been on IG for 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 a minute now, so I'm not oh. too sure. So I remember yeah. when it first happened when they removed those likes. Yeah, people went mad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think I think that would have been definitely a helpful thing for the general public. For the general public, I think it's helpful. Um, it would have definitely reduced like anxiety for a lot of people. I imagine. I don't know if they looked in, looked into that and how that impacted people. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's they would they would have had to find a way for these influence. The, I think the influences could have just been like all the people who how they make their money should how they measure um, their influencing. Could yeah. have been using different metrics, right? Because now they've got professional accounts. Why don't they just use their engagement numbers instead mm. of having to show likes and all those sorts of things? Because now, mm. like, you're not more, you're not more important than the general public, even though you're included. But you get me. Mm. I, feel, I feel, I feel it was there was definitely a good move. It was definitely a good move. It put it reduced that level of anxiety where people were just like, "I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to keep up the streaks. I got to keep up the likes." Yeah, keep up, keep up, keep up with me. Yeah, like it's it just continually chasing that affirmation. Get me? It's continually chasing that affirmation. Mm. So I, I agree with that, man. I agree with that. Yeah, me too. Like um, your brain does, re- it releases dopamine every like you get. You know what I mean? It's like makes you feel good. So it's like taking that away. In a way, like not having to worry about it, how many likes you got. You got a lot. If you, or if you have a little bit, 
it's not going to affect you either way. Mm. It was like, I think it's a good thing. Like when I saw it, it was like, it, it was nice. It was nice to see. Yeah. It's kind of a maturity thing too, isn't it? Like. In what sense? If you, if you, if you get to that point where you're emotionally mature enough and you're sure of yourself, it doesn't really bother you either way. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. It doesn't bother you either way. So you're, what they're looking out for are the people who, who are still, who still feel that need. You get me? They, mm. Mostly the younger ones, because they're still developing they, they, who they are, forming, them, mm. forming their identities, right? Yeah. But what do you think, Joe? Yeah, for me, I, um, I embraced it. I welcomed it. I said, yeah, this is, this is great. Like, mm. But like, on a personal level, I didn't really care. Mm. Either way, it works for me. Mm. I have likes that, that are visible or not visible. It mm. doesn't bother me. But for the benefit of the people that it does bother, I think it was a great idea. And as you said, reduced levels of anxiety and things of that nature. So it was a great idea. I'm not sure if they still have it on though now or if they have the option of like the user deciding on whether or not to view, to make the lights visible. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, they may. They may now for the, for the sake of the influences and all of that. They might, they might have that. But yeah, it's, that's, it's been a... Been a bit of a lengthy discussion, but it's been a, it's been a good one. I think we missed um, maybe one or two points, but we think we'll leave it at that. And we'll, yeah. Any last words, boys? Um, no last words. Um, but I will say this to our viewers: um, just keep an eye out on the socials. Uh, so look up Cultural Madness Podcast. We're going to be releasing three episodes uh, within the span of like uh, maybe two, three weeks. And then after that, we're going to have some guest speakers uh, diving into some very interesting topics. So stay tuned and um, look us up on the socials. Contradiction. We're like, hey, social media is bad. Social media is bad. <laughs> <laughs> listeners, and he, hey, plugs, the socials. And he <laughs> plugs it in. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hop on the socials though. Yeah, well, intentional. Podcast. Intentional, yeah. Intentional use, man. But again, yeah, just to add on to that, man. Yeah, use, if you're using your socials for to feed yourself good things, man, it is what it is, bro. Because yeah. like you mentioned, you're watching YouTube, you're watching educational things, you're watching things for your for your creative, um, for your creative output and all sorts of things. Mm. Yeah, man. Just use it mindfully. Amen. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you for listening. See you all next week. Listening.